0: Rocky Lombardi is nowhere to be found. MSU isn't a three-touchdown underdog. We're not playing in Joel Klatt's Cathedral of College Football. And with no masks, Harbaugh is back to dipping and spitting. Will a lowly Heisman contender be enough? It's a week of fear and loathing in East Lansing, and you're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the man Michigan men wish they could be, Kevin Grek. Grekers, how you doing, buddy?
1: Oh, that's right. Did one of them tell you to say that? It's respect week down there? (laughs) Yes. Trying to ruin our juju, Uh, but it's not going to work, Michigan fan, all Uh, several of you that are listening. (laughs) And, of course, the guy who mentions he was in the
0: Honors College a little too often this week, every year. Alex Plum, are you still pretending to be smart, buddy? The Honors College was located in Eustace okay. Hall, <laughs> okay.
2: where we spent many a n- lovely autumnal evening sipping sherry oh, right. and discussing the finer points of Plato and Aristotle. Gentlemen,
0: a very happy Paul Bunyan week to you both. And thank you, of course, everyone for listening. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And follow us on the old Twitter machine and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Grekers, do you want to break down the structure of the show this week? <laughs>
1: Well, as with all weeks, football leads. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but there's a, a football match going on Saturday in East Lansing. And uh, we're going to begin by covering that, particularly taking some of our takes and bouncing them off a little bit of a, a guess that we have on the podcast right now. Then we'll go off Grand River, except for we won't because there's nothing else we're talking about right now. Uh, and then uh, we'll do the preview of that aforementioned game and take your Twitter questions. So stay tuned. All right. uh,
0: So no football in the bye week, but with both fan bases, definitely fearful that their team might be a top 10 fraud and definitely not projecting that energy out into the world. We thought uh, to Greg's uh, point, we'd bring on a new friend of the show who is in touch with the, uh, both the Spartan sanity and insanity, a man who hosts a podcast five days a week and has inexplicably agreed to do a sixth. The host of Locked On Spartans, and that, of course, is Matt Sheehan. Sheehan, how you doing, buddy?
3: I'm awesome. I'll do 26 podcasts if I had to this week. <laughs> I've got so many just feelings to talk out to people and use <laughs> others as my therapist this week. So, yeah, this is it, it is a pleasure to be joined uh, with you, fine, established uh, therapists like yourself that you will be for me the next anywhere from 20 to. 40 minutes. I have no idea. (laughs) Who knows? I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be here. You have alcohol on hand, right? Because that's how we get through the feelings. Uh, We're double fisting. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. We we are. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, Perfect. All right. So what we thought we'd do, uh, because, uh, uh, you know, Matt uh, if for anyone who's follows him on Twitter and we'll we'll get to plug in the Twitter handle at the end here but knows he can tweet through his feelings with the best of them every day um <laughs> every day but every day Matt has some of the uh you know the MSU minds on his podcast folks in and around the program uh and so I think gets maybe better therapy sessions than uh this collective uh group of I don't know. What do we just drink on Sunday nights? Um, Mm -hmm. Do. So uh, we thought we'd bounce some uh, anxiety filled takes that we've either heard, maybe some we've expressed here or um, some that maybe folks just aren't quite willing to say out loud, but are kind of holding deep down inside and see uh, if Matt shares them and has heard anything that's made him feel a little bit better.
3: Yeah, so, like, when I was skimming through this outline, like, I was only, like, half reading, and then as I was going through all these takes, I'm like, whoa, wait, hold on, like, were these ripped right off my Twitter feed? And then, like, I went back, <laughs> like, oh, no, no, like, they're not, I just, I'm going to agree with a lot, a lot of these. Oh, no, I can
1: assure you that these were ripped right off of your
3: Twitter feed, every <laughs> okay, single all one. Right, good. Just slightly edited, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah, 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 we're just, we're just reading verbatim from the It's feed.
1: just like how I used to paraphrase in my, uh, you know, in my written assignments back in college and high school, yeah, just Greg, like, sure. it's- deal it straight up, but change a couple of words. Notably was not in the honors college. No. Yeah, very oh much so. <laughs> like very a, much yeah, so. Yeah. Never caught me reading Plato or, or Aristotle. That's the weird. normiest of all the philosophers, if mm-hmm. I may add. I did. I did debase myself <sighs> there, there. Well, I'm going to be pulling my hair and
2: shrieking my hot takes. So do it that way you want.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's start off with uh, one that I think we tried to be a little bit dismissive of last week, but then Mel Tucker doesn't have a press conference to make us all feel a little bit better. Uh, So I'll start with this. The LSU job opening is a distraction and it couldn't come at a worse time. How do you feel, Sheehan?
3: Yeah, I... Oh, boy. I, I, I know how ridiculous this sounds. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with it. I mean, yeah. it's Hey, great rivalry week coming up. We got two full weeks to prepare. And oh, what's on the television? What's on? I was gonna say a newspaper when they walk by it. I doubt social media. Let's let's keep it in 2021. Whenever they open up mm-hmm. social media, it's always Mel Tucker, this Mel Tucker, get that LSU. It's like, oh, oh, God. Oh, no. So. Yeah, I think it has some distraction. Like, I had Steven Brooks of 24-7 Sports on the pod last week, and I asked him, like, is this going to be a distraction for the team? And he's like, I don't necessarily think they're thinking about Mel Tucker going to Baton Rouge as they're, like, running a slant route or anything. But still, like, I feel it's just a weird vibe around the program, I, I think. But... So on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, my worry is maybe, like, a 5.7. And the reason it's not, like, a full 9.7 is because, like, nothing's going to happen until December if anything were to happen. Yeah. It's not like it's going to get up and go now. So, well, here I am already rambling on the first one. This is no. going to be a two-and-a-half-hour show. Jeez. I think I would feel a lot
0: better if uh, Bruce Feldman hadn't broken that news a little bit. Who also, sure. you know, uh, notwithstanding Zanjo, uh, is broke the the meltdown yeah. to to Michigan State news. So
3: <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, that, he's a sh- he's a shaker baby. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So no. Oh god. What a what a great start. I I've got that anxious pit in my stomach again. All right. Excellent. One down. One down. There we go. Break <laughs> <baby>. up.
0: Plum. <laughs> Let's go. go. Well, let what do you got? got?
3: Let me serve
2: you a softball here. I mean, I think th- this is. One that I've been holding on to for some time uh, that we've essentially seen three years of the same offensive line and that it, it, it's, it's just
3: basically bad and hasn't really changed. I mean, <sighs> what do you do with that? I, I agree with it because that's why I haven't really slept well at night. Like I feel if we had like a solid offensive line, I would feel uh, I would just feel over the moon about this game kind of coming up on Saturday. But they, they made Indiana's front look like they were like straight out of like georgia or like alabama like it was it was a, a complete uh, butt kicking it's a family show uh oh no it's I not indiana. no it's okay. Lean in. I, I, I apologize My go ahead me. so i like what's it called like you know for example like you're telling like your fishing story and every time you tell the story the fish gets bigger i'm wondering if i'm doing that with myself right now singing the indiana game and every time i think about it like the offensive line seems even worse and worse and worse in hindsight like i hope that's the case, but I, I think I know deep down in in the inner part of my being that you know, I, I think it was that bad of a game against Indiana. Nebraska didn't go too great either, and now yeah, hey, I don't know much about like Michigan's front, but I know that they're probably more athletic and talented than Indiana's. So I'm not, I'm not well, I'm not well, I'm not well. I no, I, yeah. It yeah, it sucks, it sucks, sucks. Yeah, Uh, I hate it it here. Do you do you feel
0: different if uh, if if Michigan State is able to run the ball on Michigan, though?
3: Or do you hold on to this fear still? Oh, I feel a lot better for sure. Like, listen, the the reason that I, I am shook this much about it is because, like. Yeah, Kenneth Walker, he's been the eraser all year, right? And he's able to, like, you know, dance around some uh, defenders when a block is missed or whatever. He wasn't even getting the chance to, like, digest that the linebacker has come through the line to even take, like, one or two steps. Like, he, he was getting met right when the ball was handed in his gut. So it was like, oh, my God. Like, he he, he can't possibly erase anything. So just give him something to work with, and I'm going to feel Okay, because you you need you need the run game Saturday. like Yeah, okay, listen, yes. and they can just run streaks on the sideline all they want, but to set it up with play action?
1: Ooh! Yeah, I like
3: <laughs> that, but I, I'm going well, to need to see it first.
1: Well, there is a fix to this. The staff's already got it implemented through scheme, Uh, so we'll stick to that, that theme okay. of the offensive line. What do you think? Uh, Is platooning stupid? Is it going to cost us a big game, or is it indeed the solution? No, I... <sighs>
3: as bad as it was last game, like I got to just point to the platoon thing. Like what's the one unusual thing they do. It's bringing in nine guys, kicking Jarvis out to right tackle. Like, no, no, keep Jarvis in the interior, please. Like either of the guard positions. I I don't even care which one I won't be greedy, but just find your best five offensive line and swap out one or two if need be. But I, like, yeah, I, I I think platooning has got to go. It was, it was all fun and games when you're in Miami and it's 158 degrees for the game and you want everyone (laughs) to crash, but like, we're in the middle of the season now, and like we got to have some cohesion on the offensive line. Let's please, I beg you, you have nine guys that have like what 586 combined starts or whatever it is. <laughs> like, just find five guys that can just do it for a game. Like, hey, Horst, he's a lock, Jarvis, probably a lock. Find the three other guys that can do it, please. I beg you. Yeah, back to the beer. Let's go. Take Let's go. go. <laughs> uh,
0: we're gonna have to move to a, a more chip. This is the segment became more downer than anticipated, but
1: <laughs> well, we did uh, start with the offensive line, the I'm biggest sorry, question. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. That's this oh, is This
0: is a crafted segment. This is uh, blame blame the uh, the originators here. Uh, all right, next up for you, Shehan. Mm-hmm. This is one that uh, uh, that I think people don't want to say out loud. That I agree. you know, yeah. But Ken Walker will have a mid at best second half of the season and won't get invited to New York
3: because of the O-line play. I still think he gets invited to New York. And I think it's also not just because of what he can do and already has done the season, but also just like around the country too. Like it is a complete gong show of like, well, who else is going to be invited here? I, I guess Bryce Young. Matt Corral, if they keep on hanging up 50 points a game, sure. Like C.J. Stroud. Yes, right. But I don't know. Like I feel like there's a good avenue for a running back, namely, well, the best rusher in the nation to get through. Now, of course, you know, I, okay, I'm not going to do this often the rest of the episode, but the offensive line uh, hasn't been great. And when you got teams like Ohio State, Penn State, I mean, hell, like Purdue, like they're yeah. pretty solid at stopping the run. Like So, yeah, I, I do worry a little bit, but I think he also got a really nice head start here in these first six, seven games where, okay, I, I think... I think it's more yes to New York than no to New York. If I had to lean one way, so hey, how about that for some hey, optimism? Really uh, we're fun. treading yeah, you in you the like right that? direction. Yeah? Shots now, shots. Yeah, let's uh, go, baby. Get the fireball out. Let's go.
1: Well, let's see if I can't wet blanket that for just a moment. Uh, <laughs> yes, say less. Let's go. So, so the penalties uh, <laughs> are these penalties, which are, are they indicative of something systemic at this point? Uh or are they not? Uh, are they going to cost MSU one of these upcoming games? What do you think?
3: Like, okay, I, I go to two things immediately. One is like the, the odd new thing with pre-snap penalties on the punt team. Like that, mm-hmm. that's just an awesome thing to have thrown in every once in a while. So that's got to get that's short about no. Oh, it's, it's, it's great when you go back 15 yards because you can't snap a ball in time on a punt team. So that, that's odd. And it's that combined with also like, hey, Horst is probably your best lineman out there. But you could also count on him for, like, 20 to 30 yards worth of penalties per game. So You just, like, (laughs) live and die by that. So, with that said, like, eventually, like, you you can't be, like, continually walking this high-wire act of, like, oh, yeah, hey, we had a lot of penalties, but it didn't matter this game against Indiana. Or, oh, we had some really bizarre coaching decisions, but it didn't matter against Rutgers. Like, eventually, like, these penalty yards, the coaching decisions, and, like, game management, like, is going to start to matter here. And I think penalties take up a big part of that. So, (sighs) I don't... I think the game management bites them before penalties do. I just really hope. Oh God, I'm spiraling now. I um, think <laughs> that horse only has like if if I am given a contract in front of me that says horse will just have one 15 yard unnecessary roughness penalty. I, w- I think I would sign it. Like I I, I could give him yeah. one. Like yep,
1: it's uh,
3: sign it in blood for sure. Right. So yeah, that's that's wow. What a random so, answer. I don't even know if I got to a point there. Sorry guys, I just, just went. Well, you different.
2: did. It's something, and it's something we brought up last week. I mean, i I've been harping on this for some time now, and I continue to lose my shit each time something insane happened. I mean, for me, when 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 Tucker talks about you know smart penalties, stupid penalties, I don't get enough from him in the post game acknowledging what the stupid penalties were and what they're doing to fix that. And so, for me, the the distinction is a good talking point, but in practice, I'm not seeing the discipline to mm-hmm. be able to figure the two out. So, um, so your points were well taken to me. All
0: right, here's another one.
2: Uh, the bend don't break defense is just code for slow <laughs> they'll break against faster teams and i actually love that
3: they that's, that's that's a great one but like th- the whole season ever since we kind of caught on that their bend don't break like i keep waiting for like the sample size to get larger and now look okay, at like it, we are at 7 games now <laughs> like it's like, halfway through it it, it kind like i think i'm bought in now <laughs> like i think i'm all in on this bend don't break and being like hey it works especially like the what finalized it for me was that indiana gets inside the 10 yard line in like I think it was back-to-back drives or two drives that were very close together, and neither time did they come away with a touchdown. And I was like, you know what? F- screw it. Like I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm sold. Ben, don't break, baby. Tattoo it on my forehead. And yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how we operate, apparently. So yeah, they'll, they'll let a team waltz down the field and convert as many third and thirteens as they want all game, but once, once it's in the red zone, all right, time to start trying. We're gonna <laughs> batting on the hatches. No one's scoring, so yeah, I, I have no reason to believe it won't work.
1: <laughs> Knock on wood, but yeah. If if MSU holds uh, U of M to twice as many field goals as touchdowns, I'm going to name my first child Ben. Don't break. Absolutely,
3: a- absolutely, yeah. Either gender. Yeah. That's a fantastic, fantastic yep. option. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I think Scotty Hazleton views uh, time of possession as like
3: a stat that should be considered good for the defense. Yes, yes. <laughs> look at how like look at how in shape we are. Look how much stamina we have. We can stay in the field for 52 minutes a night. Yeah. And still only give up 17 points. That's right. Oh, we yeah. Are. It, it
0: really took you up. 10 minutes to score three points. Joker. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is a real take that I heard uttered and published for people to consume as media elsewhere. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it was a critique of the team slash staff for not having a meaningful enough second running back that that take was then parlayed into Ken Walker doesn't get enough explosive plays, which I was, I, as I heard this, I was pulling my hair out as what, what are you talking about? But yeah. is there something to not having a second running back?
3: that is a world-class punchline to that take because Kenneth Walker isn't getting enough explosive plays. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> wow. That is, that is world-class. I love that. I don't know who said that, so I, I won't go any further in case like there's someone that I like and respect, but um, I, I, I was in the camp that I still am in the camp that like a second running back would be great. Like it'd be awesome. But it, it, it the reason is not because Kenneth Walker doesn't get enough explosive <laughs> right. plays. I mean, wow. You, that is very, very greedy. i <laughs> said that to, anyway. Um, no, I just think it'd be nice to, like, actually have a running back that teams can be f- somewhat, not even fearful of, just respect when they're in the game. Like, Harold Joyner, I... He seems to be getting more run lately? He,
1: yeah, he, seems he getting more reps, run, But yeah, he I also guess.
3: seems to be getting more stop as, like, the minute someone makes even the smallest bit of contact with him. Like, I don't know how he's that big. Built, like, a house. And then, like, I don't think he's broken a tackle this year. Like, so, it's that. Like, Simmons, I can see why he's gotten less and less run, literally. Um... So yeah. like he's not yeah you like that pun uh he's he's not he's not an a like walker like there's no holes for him and like he is just like to see the hole and go he doesn't really bounce runs outside or anything mm-hmm. so he's kind of lost his ground and eli collins i i have no idea if or when we'll see him again this year so Do yeah you think no, we just I, send crouch back to the other side of the ball god i love that actually yes how's that <laughs> not been, or didn't van summer and like i think ben van summer also like had like a carrier two back uh in Ann Arbor. That could be way wrong. I, I I might be. No, he he Re- started Re- as a Re- fullback. Re- See, there we go. Okay, yeah. get him back. Okay, he doesn't play enough on defense. Get him in there. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Why I- not line him up at tight end? Like, what yeah. are we doing here? Oh, my God. I need a game icing touchdown by Ben Van Summer in this set. Oh, my. I would. Oh, I, my heart would combust. <laughs> Actually, Please. if they if they dialed that up, yes. Oh. I, I would give all the dollars for that. Oh, God. I'm already starting to make odd noises. That, oh, that would, be- <laughs> that would just delight me to no end. Oh. Oh, heavens. Uh, phew, wow. I would be on Neptune uh, if that happened.
1: All right. We'll mark that one. Yeah, uh, got, fan uh, I've gotta, off, sorry. So we've been kind of spiraling more and more out of control, which is I think what we wanted with this segment. But uh, I thought maybe we'd bring it back a little bit. Is there a degree that at this point, all expectations for the season have been surpassed for the most part. Mm-hmm. MSU is largely playing with house money. And even though on paper, this is the biggest intra state Michigan, Michigan state matchup in my living memory. Um, I mean, I, I don't personally feel that the stakes are as high as previous years. Like the trouble with the snap year. I thought the snakes, the stakes were higher that year. There were previous years. Like I, I think MSU might just be playing for a bonus here. I, is there anything to that? Or should I be, <sighs> should I have the same level of dread that, it sounds like other members of this call uh, have as well.
3: I want to work with you here on this one. So like, yeah. I, I can see what you mean with like stakes higher in 2015, because I think right now what kind of state fans are doing and Michigan fans are both doing right now. And it's very entertaining. Like I know full well, like I'm part of the problem too, but like we we keep on playing this game where I think we are both acting like that we are better than we're willing to like really yes. believe, because listen, like Michigan will be like, oh, state hasn't played anyone, yeah, yeah, o- okay, like that, yeah. There's something to that, but we've also like kicked everyone's ass that like we have played, you know, say for Indiana, okay, I guess five points and a bye week and
1: Nebraska. and Nebraska,
3: right? But also like both, both both teams haven't really necessarily played anyone, and I think we all both know what's going to happen the last two weeks of the season right. where the Buckeyes are. Yeah, that Oregon game that that might as well have been eight years ago. Like the the, the Buckeyes are fixed, and they are going to be going to Indianapolis. So whereas twenty fifteen, it's like, hey, open uh open conference. Like I, we're we're all good. We know we're good at this point in the season because we have played some good teams. And so that, that's that's maybe where I can see it there. But oh, no, I, I I gotta say this is the the most stakes possible because the winner of this is gonna have bragging rights for quite some time. And I, oh god. Saturday seems good here. I just, okay. I, it needs okay. to be 3.45 p.m. on Saturday right now. I just need to get this over with. I, I think, too, like last year, we just assumed that we were worse. Oh, 100%. Oh, and, my oh, God. I thought, in I fact, we we're going to lose by 60. Like, I think my prediction on theonlycolors.com was 78 to 3. I think was my prediction for that game. And yeah, I just, that was hilarious. So, like, you couldn't hurt me last year. No, not at all. No. But no. It was, this that was, that year, was house money. That was house money last year. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. But this year, I'm like, yeah, man, we haven't really beaten anyone. I don't want to say it out loud too loud. And yeah, I don't think we're a top 10 team, but we have beaten everyone and I don't want them to be a top 10 team. Yeah. Like there feels there's, a, for me, I, I would disagree with you, Greg. I, for me, there's weird, it's, it's purely emotional. It's, it's a dumb ego thing because mm-hmm. it, even if we lose, weirdly, all of our goals are still in front of us. Yeah. Like yeah. it's still possible to somehow make it to Indy. And who would have who would have uttered those words at this point? Just,
1: like, <laughs> just to ruin my point even further, and I guess hype us up even more, you know, Cincinnati is ranked what, number two, number yeah. three. Uh they almost lost to a one-win, I believe, Navy team this weekend. <laughs> um that's
0: just that's just appreciating, you know, never forgetting and, and yeah, appreciating the
1: truth. Alabama uh already has a loss, and then you know had a bit of a squeaker going into the fourth quarter uh, against Mm -hmm. a a team that they shouldn't have. Tennessee's not very good. Uh, So like the other side of this is other than Georgia far and away. And then Ohio state does look world beating right now as well. Like truly who are the teams that belong in the top 10, if not these two that are playing on Saturday. So maybe, maybe the stakes are as high as they seem. I'm with you. Like I can't talk myself into being like, yeah. Like MSU really, yeah. They haven't.
3: Okay, once again, haven't really played anyone. But like, it is such a weird year where there's one great team, two, if you want to count Cincinnati, and then the rest is just like, oh my God, it's 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 Squid Game out there. You like that pop culture reference? Um, <laughs> I, I've watched one pop culture uh, popular show in the last five years, and it was Squid Game, so I'm making as many of those references as I can. Um, yeah, like because it's it's just Banana Land out there. So like, and here's the thing too. Like I think whoever wins Saturday. Is very well in the driver's seat for like a, a New Year Six bowl bid too. Like, let's mm-hmm. say, okay, you go ten and two, you stumble against Penn State, Ohio State, or Purdue catches you like they caught Iowa. Like, if you, I feel like if you go ten and two, whoever wins this game, I, Peach Bowl's right there for the taking, perhaps. So that's pretty cool. That'd be exciting. That'd be a lot of fun. I was just yeah begging for a tax layer bowl bid when the season started, and now, yeah. <laughs> holy smokes, go to New Year Six. I'd, oh, I'd I would be delighted. How's that? Take, bowls
1: I, not impossible.
3: I take Outback all day too. I mean, oh God, please! Yeah, Tampa, beautiful at time here. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, love that.
2: All right. Well, this is um, this is our last take uh, for you, Sheehan on this topic at least. And this is what I like to call my plums wearing tinfoil on his head take. Um, <laughs> and, and and this might actually be outdated. The reference may now be lost by the time we even go into production on this. But with where it currently stands, and Fox is broadcasting this game, um, is is that happening simply because they're in league with Harbaugh? Because his boys need. The full two and a half hours of TV timeouts wow. that happen during a game broadcast by fans.
3: <laughs> I yeah, I'll, I'll blindly sign up with any college football related conspiracy, and that that is one I'm certainly absolutely going to subscribe to. No no question, no doubt about it. Um, I was kicking around like the, the tires on a conspiracy too that like there are never night games in East Lansing because the networks want the tamest crowd at Spartan Stadium every single year, and that's why Spartan Stadiums never hosted a night game against Michigan just to do what they possibly can to make the crowd somewhat quieter. Um, so that, that that's one I've been kicking around. What do you guys think about that one? I, I feel like it could have some legs. I Well, so I heard Graham Couch talking about, like, the reason there are night games
0: at Michigan and not at Michigan State has to do yeah. with the brand. But, like, that doesn't make any sense to me no. because Michigan is right. still, as a brand, involved in this game. Right. right. Like, <laughs> the, the, like I, so it, it is. it is truly baffling to me, particularly because – you know, did we get lights before them?
1: Not yeah. permanent lights. They no. had permanent lights first. Oh. Ours are only like two or three years old at this point.
0: All right. Yeah, well, that, anyway. I mean, I figure yeah. it was something related to that. Maybe like, I, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it is baffling. The despair. I'm not going to go so far as to be aggrieved. Like it's a little weird that you've decided noon is your showcase time slot. Like you can't make that a thing. It's not a showcase time slot, but I don't know. It, it, it's weird to me. The big 10 also doesn't have more control over this. They should want this as a three thirty time slot. Yes. No question about it. They None. None.
3: Yeah. Fair like, much.
0: It, I mean, you want eyeballs on the West coast on this game. I don't understand. It is truly baffling. Kevin Warren,
3: make a call, man. Your kids on God, the team. your sons on the team. Kevin, let's start. Oh my God. Where are you? Seriously? Jesus. How is that not a favor? We've called in. Uh, so, do you have a prediction going into the game? Do you make oh. predictions
0: on this? Well, yes, you, you have to write it for the only colors.
3: Yeah. Oh, my prediction is just sadness and just a lot of anxiety and tears, regardless <laughs> if they win or lose. Um, yeah. Do you know, I'll, I'll stick with tradition of last year and just pick Michigan to win. I'll just keep writing that as long as I possibly can. Uh, give me Michigan 25, MSU 21. Should we boo you out of here? Well, I'm doing this. <laughs> I, I'm 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 doing this for the greater good of the um, reverse jinx that I'm trying to work right now. So I'm seeing how much more juju I have left in doing that from last year after I predicted a 75 point Michigan win. So I I don't know. I put a lot of eggs in that basket last year. So see if uh, I got anything left? And I guess since we've got you here, yeah. Penn State drops the
0: ball to Burt in a in a nine overtime. <laughs> shootout yes. I guess is what I didn't know we were doing shootouts now no, very um fun though, very fun
3: do you think Penn State is full fraud uh yeah I do 100% yeah I, I do my main takeaway from that game actually I'm sorry I'm gonna hijack this but my main takeaway from the game is that it went to nine overtimes and the under still hit like if you were an over better <laughs> but you saw a game go to nine overtimes and your ticket still didn't hit like I think i would just be out of the gambling game forever after that it's like this This isn't for me. I'm gonna just cash out my money and just go spend it elsewhere. But
0: couldn't they not score in eight overtimes? Like Uh, not one of them. They both
1: scored in the eighth, and then Illinois scored in the ninth. I believe. Uh, Okay, so a total
0: of six points were accumulated in nine overtimes. (laughs) So
1: someone pointed out that the box score by quarter and overtime looked a lot more like run tallies in a baseball game (laughs) than anything
3: else. <laughs> oh my god that is bang on man. that's that's spot on but no uh full fraud yeah I, I really do think so and god I, how and here's my second takeaway this is how my mind works how bad is the backup quarterback at Penn State like Sean Clifford obviously did not play well but I remember just the drop-off between Clifford and whoever their backup yeah, is. yeah Iowa holies I'm not sure if that kid was thrown with his correct hand like that's how bad <laughs> he was at Iowa and like the fact he's no, no Tyler Hunt Oh my God, it was horrible. They kept on rolling out Sean Clifford in this Illinois game. And even though he couldn't do anything, they're like, well, right. you're the best we got, bud. Get your hurt ass out there and, and try to make something happen. But very uh, Brian Lewerke. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Oh, Jesus. That.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that All guy, right. Uh, she had on that note, where can the folks find
3: you? Oh, God. Sorry. I was taking a pull of uh, my beer there. Um, Sheehan underscore sports, if you want to yell at me on Twitter, I'm in a very hateful mood this week. I'm, a very, I'm very Mr. Rogers-esque. I feel like 51 weeks out of the year. But this week, my, my heart is just black. It is coal. Um, so if you want to start a fight about anything, Sheehan underscore sports and the Lockdown Spartans podcast. And that's right. Your team every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Free and available where you get your podcast. I'm a company man, guys. So I've got to do the ad read it's, there. Got to respect it. So it. And, of, game, of course, yeah. the only colors as well. Yes. Oh my god, yeah, the Okay, I'm only half of a company man, apparently. Shoot, nice. Good save. Good save. Wow. <laughs> there we go. That's why I'm an amateur.
0: Uh that's <laughs> Matt Sheehan. Uh Matt, we appreciate you coming on and uh and hopefully we can uh we can check back in maybe over basketball season or something.
3: Yeah, or hell, if if we get a win this week, I I yeah, I will just hop on any podcast that anyone ever wants me to hop on. So <laughs> I never worked.
1: doubted it for a minute. I knew it from the beginning.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll be chest-beaten to oblivion. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. You doubted the offensive line? You suckers? You you faithless, faithless fans? You? Yeah, that's right. I'll do All that.
1: of college football is going to be platooning offensive lines next year. It's genius. <laughs> Works 100% of the time.
0: <laughs> We're just going to do waterfalls of fireball next week. Uh, all right, we're going to take you up on that, Matt. Uh, be well, survive your hate week, and
3: uh, and go green. No, this is great, guys. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Go white.
0: All right, thanks again, of course, to Matt Sheehan and our dear sponsor, Anchor. Uh, gentlemen, is there basketball to talk about this week? There is remember? basketball,
1: but we're not going to talk about it. I mean, we're not, so... <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
0: The ways in which 2020 and 2021 are different are not limited to COVID. (laughs) Uh, We'd be fully into basketball season at this point in time, but uh, our hearts are indeed too full of rage this week as we head into hate week. Um, So, uh, dear listener, we know there's an exhibition coming against Ferris, and we will talk about hoops Mm -hmm. soon, Mm -hmm. maybe even next week. Don't call that a teaser though. It depends on how this game goes. A lot <laughs> depends on how this game goes. My <laughs> yes. mental
2: health
1: depends on how this game goes. All right. I'm uh, serious though. Like I honestly, I kind of I'm not that worried about this one. I and that I anyway. Let's talk about uh, let's do the preview. We'll talk about this in the preview. Let's go. All
0: right. all right. Uh so as we uh preview uh, you know, our hate week game. Um it is your reminder before we do that that last year Harbaugh wore a headset and a face mask, like he was trying to answer the question, "What would Morning Wood look like if it was on your face?" I mean, I, and we can do that, but I think we should then also pause to remember
2: the plastic face shield that Don Brown was wearing. I don't know if it was last year, or the year before. It was about yeah, four, with the binder clips. Yeah, it was about four foot by two foot and had to be carried by grad assistants on either side because <laughs> the damn thing weighed so much
0: yeah don brown not fired because of his defensive schemes it's because he was misappropriating resources
2: <laughs> you know he went to one of the like resident dining halls and took the like plastic shield that was in front of the like checkout container the, the sneeze gu- shield <laughs> the sneeze guard, guard the sneeze guard
0: <laughs> uh all right uh let's start first with sort of a big picture look uh michigan is entering this game number 6 in the country according to the ap MSU's moved up to number eight, which means I think we officially won the bye week. Except for that we got jumped
1: by Oregon. Other than that, inexplicably, they did beat Ohio State, so... But not this week! <laughs> not this week, though! They had actually a close call against UCLA, right? I mean, yeah, I think voters a- are
0: are constantly like, do we count that win or not? <sighs> they are in the Pac-12, so they're not serious, but they're
1: Oregon. Anyway... This gets uh, back to what we were just talking about, though, like... Some teams need to be in the top 10. Uh, maybe yep. maybe MSU and Michigan actually do deserve it. No, yeah, I, think,
2: I think they probably do. And I think that's probably a consensus at this point. They just don't know where in the top 10. And so I think an absurd amount of jockeying that takes place. Like, why in the hell would we move? Why would Michigan move up last? I mean, there's no answers to these questions. They just have to go somewhere in the top 10.
0: Well, I mean, it's like, you know, Penn State. Well, I, I, I think Penn State's still in the top 10. No. No, did they drop to 11? No, they they dropped. dropped
2: to 11. They dropped. I okay. 10 right now. Uh,
0: But, you know, it, I'm curious how far whoever the winner of this game drops. Or, I'm sorry, whoever the loser of this game drops is. It,
1: I mean, it's going to depend on the outcome of the game.
0: Sh- sure, sure. And, but, I mean, assuming but, a, a tightly fought contest, I guess.
1: By the fact that these are not SEC teams, the, the old axiom of, but it was a quality loss because it was to an SEC team. Is not going to hold. So no. the loser of this game is going to drop like four points. Yeah, sorry, and let me just
2: two. briefly correct myself. Um, I was nine, not ten, and Penn State is not eleven. It's actually twentieth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> I just uh, to say that again. No, that's twentieth.
1: The voters know you'll lose to Bert. <laughs>
0: That's how it Things have to happen. Yeah, that's embarrassing uh, by a lot. And do you is James Franklin fully out of the conversation at USC and LSU now? No. No.
1: no. James Franklin's agent Innocent, will keep more it headshots. In every conversation. Yeah. <laughs> more
0: headshots. Not to worry. Uh, he feels right for USC, I'm not going to lie. Does. But anyway, this is preview time. Uh, I think we should chat about the coaching carousel at some point in time towards the end of the season, but for now it is hate week preview and MSU is going to open as a home dog. U of M is a four point favorite to beat our Spartans. Hmm. I mean. It's fine. It's good for betting, right? Yeah. That's yeah. good for betting.
3: It's fine. Well, isn't that what
2: all of this is? I mean, this yes. all at the end of the day. Isn't this all absolutely just commercially minded? I mean, what else can explain the decades? Nay, century of inflation. Is there a team more overinflated than the university
1: of Michigan when it comes to football? I Texas. have always wondered if there are just like some teams that you can bet against just because of how that stuff works. And I'm sure someone's done the math on it and you can't, but um, Miami, I will point out MSU is in the habit of beating the spread right now. Unfortunately you can still beat the spread in this case and lose by uh field goal. But, um yeah just put great that out. team's
0: cover great team's cover uh all right well let's let's start with a little bit of uh, so i i want to walk through this because obviously it's a it's a big emotional week for everyone, and so do it a little bit more time on the preview than we normally do um and and look at uh Michigan from their offense their defense and then um some some miscellaneous, miscellaneous stuff i pronounced the c in miscellaneous
1: we can't read or can't write so we're talking about it yeah, i'm you. embarrassed
0: um miscellaneous
1: uh all right
0: uh, so offensively just to let folks know where they are uh statistically their scoring offense which is to say the points they put up are their 15th overall averaging 37.7 points per game uh total offense which is a measure of their yardage production is 35th averaging 40 uh, 443 yards per game um, and on third down, they're 24th converting 46% of the time. Um, and while in the red zone, they are almost certainly taking points home, they are only scoring touchdowns 61.5% of the time that they are in the red zone.
1: Is that good? Is that bad?
0: Uh, they're, they're, they're scoring nearly every time they go into the red zone. Sure. So, so there's, but the, but the point is that they're actually being limited. Uh, it, I mean, well, so if you're okay. near 100% getting into the red zone and you're putting you're, – I'm sorry. When you're in the red zone, you're scoring 100% of the time, but only 60% of the time you're putting a touchdown up, I would say that's not great. Well, I mean uh, – That's okay. been
2: not break defense. I mean, that's been the case in for Indiana. That was the case at Rutgers. I mean, that's been – Oh No,
0: but been. I'm saying Michigan is not scoring more than a touchdown – of the time. I
1: was just asking for context where that fits them. I
0: didn't do, I didn't crunch the numbers on the entirety, but I believe uh, I saw on the broadcast against Northwestern, though they did have great red zone success against Northwestern, but that they were, um, I think ranked 70th in the country about getting a touchdown win in the red zone.
1: There we go. That's what we needed. Sorry, and, But I back. think, and that, but
2: that's my point. Like, Rutgers yeah. and, and, and Indiana's offenses were no better. I mean, they were, they were admittedly worse, but, but the, the point remains this, this team knows how to hold. Yes. Teams to field goals. We've been very practiced at holding teams to field goals. So if Michigan is already struggling in this domain, yes. It's an area where we may have a competitive advantage. Absolutely.
1: And, and they may be struggling because they are a run heavy scheme on offense. So they utilize two backs, Blake Corum, Hassan Haskins, um, who are back from last season. They run, they rush, uh, on about 66% of their offensive touches, uh, to give comparison to that MSU with a Heisman trophy candidate running back, uh, only runs about 58% of the time. So that's substantially more. That's eight percentage, uh, points more. Um, so that might give us some indication of why they're, when they get into the red zone, they're a little less efficient at getting it into the end zone because their offense is a little one dimensional at this, at this time. Yes. Well, Hayden
2: McNamara isn't helping and I know we're going to get to QB, but that's, that's part of it. That's part of it. And I think there's also a cultural element. I mean, Michigan has always been a run heavy program, always been a run heavy program, um, you know, I mean, the 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 Lloyd Carr joke. At least when I was growing up, my father and uncles would joke about this all the time. Was that it could be third and twenty five, and Carr would would run the ball right up the middle. So I there is something about that. I think that Michigan just has this propensity to do. But you know, on this our side of the ball, on this too, I, 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 and I know you know Sheehan mentioned a little bit about this too. There's some concerns. I mean, there are, there are some concerns on our own capacity to run the ball when teams have found a way to lock up our boy Kenneth Walker. So I, uh, you know, hopefully we're able to return the favor a little bit.
0: And I think we will. So uh, you bring up a good point, Plum, uh, uh, Michigan uses a lot of gap scheme blocking, which I'm not going to bore people with, but it's not the same blocking scheme that, uh, that, that Michigan state uses. Um, and, and it usually results in uh, uh, them running between the tackles. Um, the good news here for Michigan state fans is that, um, Uh, they're literally running at the strength of the Michigan state defense and precisely where the Michigan state defense wants the ball always to go. The entire scheme is built around the notion of funnel the ball towards the middle. So um, it is, it is a place that, you know, if you had to pinpoint a position group on Michigan state's defense, that is strongest, you probably would put, pick the defensive tackles and and for for us to be successful here you've got to blow up the middle of michigan's offensive line and so if you're watching the game and you're like looking early how is this gonna all play out for us one place i'd be looking is at the interior of the lines and and how disruptive michigan state is able to be there don't look for sacks necessarily just how disruptive are they there? Because that'll either force them to start passing or run to the outside, which is not their core strength.
1: Or yeah. switch their quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want to walk through the quarterback situation? Uh, Plum, you actually...
2: Uh, oh, yes, yes.
0: That. Well, I mean, I, I, I...
2: McNamara is... is is not He's not falling apart. The kid's just not... There's a weakness there, right? I mean, they have he's taking most of their snaps. They've got a five-star freshman, this J.J. McCarthy. He's been getting more snaps as the season has gone on. It is yet unclear. I mean, he's not starting. I don't know that there's serious conversation about him starting. When you look at offensively, Michigan's performance this season, they've been fairly consistent um, in, in terms of the points that they're putting up, in terms of you know the style of play. But, but they also haven't played against a really effective offensive team. And I know that's a little bit different than, than where McNamara is, but my point to this is they haven't had to contend with being down by a significant margin. And so my, my point to this is if, if McNamara is already in some sort of struggle bus, he's had at least the confidence of knowing that his defense is doing effectively mostly what they're able and needed to do. And maybe we can put Nebraska to one side, but six other games. I mean, they've just, they've not put pressure on this kid to have to deliver the ball. And I wonder what happens when, when that pressure starts to magnify as I think we're going to see the second half of the season for Michigan, like us, we're now getting into true big 10 competition territory in a way that neither of our two programs, um, but certainly not Michigan has really
1: faced. And a big part of that, what's happening with the quarterback play at Michigan, I will point out is a product of losing Ronnie Bell, who was by all accounts, their first option wide receiver at the beginning of the season. So, um that might be a big part of why they're choosing to be is such a run heavy offense um and then also not really airing the ball out down the field uh if you were watching the Michigan and U broadcast you'll know that uh the commentators both at the game and <laughs> and back in the studio were wondering aloud or aloud why they weren't you know, taking lateral shots down the field uh, more frequently. Now, JJ McCarthy did come in, and air it out a couple times, but um, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to see on Saturday, but it looks like something that resembles MSU defense's ideal offensive scheme.
0: Yeah. I will also say I was surprised that Andrew Anthony was getting some play there. Um, I haven't been following that closely, but, those folks might remember we Andrew Anthony was a recruit that Mel Tucker's first class that we missed out on who came out of East Lansing was a wide receiver he was a three star borderline four star recruit um, that that we wanted right Um yeah. but it, it was interesting to me that that he seemed to be getting meaningful snaps as a true freshman which I mean I, I'm not trying to say he he's not. Worthy of it, and and you can't have two receivers in the same way that we do. That that's uncommon to have such talented receivers as Michigan State currently does, but um, it makes me think that they maybe they don't have much on the edges. Um,
1: so so let's go to Michigan's other edges then. Um, (laughs) (laughs) their So the Michigan defense, um, currently second in the nation in scoring defense. Am I reading this correctly?
0: That is correct with 14.29 points per game, though to give folks a comparison point, Michigan state is 19th at 18.71 points per game. So, you know, it's, it's not nothing. Um, but, uh, you know, we can be honest and say that they played most of their games at home. Yeah. Um, And,
1: uh, looking at total defense cuz that was scoring defense. Michigan is 11th, MSU is 89th. Mm-hmm. And that's the bend don't break right there. Dropping yes. from 19th in scoring defense to 89th in overall defense. <laughs> there's Yeah. There's the bend don't break for you. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh yeah. so Michigan is at is letting 300 essentially 300 yards per game up whereas Michigan State is letting up essentially 400 yards per game. Uh, but there's only a four-point difference, five, four to five-point dif- difference in, in the, the actual outcome of the game in terms of points allowed. So, which,
2: which tells you, I think, everything it needs to about the strength of our respective offenses, right? Because this is what Tucker means by complementary football. Yeah. To so, be able to be where we are, averaging that number of yards per game, giving up 400 yards on the field, requires... Right. The, the sort of compliment from special teams and offense that, yes, you know, that the magnitude of which has to really leapfrog what, in this case, Michigan, but, but many other teams have been able to achieve.
1: So if MSU wins on Saturday, in spite of Michigan putting 450 offensive yards up and you get a text from your drunk Michigan buddy being like, they got lucky, you know, the U of M just needed to score on one of those drives. <laughs> yeah. Ben, don't break is all you got to say. We,
2: uh, I I just I mean I was going to save this for the miscellaneous the miscellany of our <laughs> podcast here so mean and so I love mean. I love the tweeters and when people tweet things and I I'm not fact checking this so someone else can but um a, a, one and this is I'm going to give credit to at Paul Fanson great last mm-hmm. name by the way. Uh, there's one major statistical trend that favors MSU next weekend. Michigan basically never beats good MSU teams. Since 1950, if MSU has won over 70% of all of the regular season games, state is 17-2 and against Michigan. The only loss is coming in 1989 and 1955. And since the 70s, with both teams winning eight-plus games in the season, MSU is still 6-1. and So there's there's something about a good Michigan State team too and the confidence and then of course at home and there's some, you know, you don't want to read into the cards too much, but those are nice things that I like. Allow me to believe it. I just
0: hate historical statistics because they don't have anything to do with today. (laughs) No,
2: those were were entirely different
1: personnel, different coaches, different schemes. Well, he's just doing this to you because you were so mean to him before about miscellaneous. So he had to come back. He he had to clap back like that. He he had to. You left him no choice. Nope. Uh, I do think that those uh, stats are fun. I kind of agree with both of you at the same time. No, no, it's ultimately meaningless.
2: But at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> you can't lie with statistics.
1: Indeed. <laughs> that's what they say about that's statistics. What they say about them. You can't truth, lie. damn truth, and, and statistics. But truth. Yep, that's right. Um, uh, just to put a bow on the Michigan defense, red zone defense, uh, just rocketed through the charts as a result of the Northwestern game. They went from 70th in the nation to 30th in the nation. That has something um, to do
0: with Northwestern though. Uh, really, Maybe,
1: it, maybe, maybe they do have some personnel on the defense though. So are, are there some names that Jonesy, that MSU yeah. fans should keep an eye out for?
0: Yeah, there's two. So Aiden Hutchinson is, uh, their absolute stud on defense, um, and is, is maybe the best player on the team. Uh, I'm sorry. On, on, uh, on the field, uh, like, you know, uh, we, we've got some, we got some dudes, but, uh, he is, uh, he's, he's someone that needs to be accounted for at all times. Um, and if you know Michigan State's ability to be successful on offense is going to start with being able to identify Aiden and then handle him, uh, the next person to know is Daxton Hill, who plays sort of this safety corner nickel spot, uh, kind of a hybrid role, um, and is and is a, a real disruptor. So, you know, I from a What to look for from Michigan State on this is, you know, first of all, can they run the ball? And we'll all know it when we see it. Um, But the other is, what is Peyton Thorne doing to deal with these disruptors? Peyton Thorne and and Jay Johnson. So, um, you know, these folks need to be identified and then and then you know, Peyton Thorne, are we like moving the pocket Are you know, is he making the right reads? Are we, are we getting the pass game involved a little bit earlier than we have historically, um, to try and, you know, lengthen the field and, and, and get these, these guys out of, out of the game. Uh, I think these are, these are questions that you need to be looking for answers for when you watch the game. Um, go ahead.
1: Speaking of things we, we discussed, um, We discussed penalties for MSU. Michigan, unfortunately, relatively disciplined. I think they only give up like 46 yards uh a game in penalties. Yeah. Um, they're also yeah, they're also doing okay in the turnover margin. Both MSU and U of M are doing okay in the turnover margin. Um, so maybe not much to to differentiate there. Which
0: Um, could mean that turnovers are the key to this game.
1: Could be. Could be uh jonesy started up with some keys to the game plum yeah. like what what else is important here
2: uh everything i don't know um thorn i love him be be my buddy be my guy be my be my man guy buddy guy man i don't know i you know he's got is a that just for rhythm. The game
1: or is that generally no
2: it doesn't matter. Let's
0: <laughs> your, uh, your, your boy, Connor Hayward needs to have a game today. Well, a Hayward game a game.
2: No, but my point about Thorne is like, he's, we, I, I want diversity of catching. I want diversity of options. I want full field, uh, vision. I want him playing Reed. I want him playing Naylor. I want him like, I want the flea flicker. I want the flea flicker on the first play of the game. I want the flea flicker to result in six points. Like I want, I want diversity of talent in this game. I don't want one option. I don't want not. I mean, I would love nine hundred yards for Kenneth Walker the third. I mean, if we could get it. But my my point is, I want us to do all different kinds of things. I want to keep Michigan's defense this two hundred yards a game defense um, on their toes all game, and I want complimentary football from every single side of this ball. So that's.
1: Speaking Probably of complimentary football, we've gone too long without discussing Ken Walker. So what <laughs> what he's done, what he is able to do in this game is going to be huge. And we'll know pretty early, pretty early of what he's capable of. Oh, uh, because
2: let's, let's, let's be honest. I mean, he, he did never figure it out with Indiana. He he could not figure out when they were able to shut down the middle. Every single time there was no, no I mean, I don't know if it was all on him. I don't know how much was on him. I don't know how much is on the play calling in Hazleton, but there, there was not. There was no figuring of it out. There was nothing figured out on his part. It was just nope, right up the middle. Still, nope, still no, no, no lanes there, nope. So we,
0: you know, hello. Well, and I think I think to your point, uh, Plum, about the the lack of lanes, which really is the lack of his ability to cut back anywhere, has to do with the tight ends. And so Connor Hayward or whomever, Tyler Hunt needs to have a hell of a game blocking. That their ability to to allow Ken Walker to cut back to the opposite edge or to make the edge uh, is going to be the single most important difference maker in, in I think, Ken Walker's ability to run this game. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, we have undersized tight ends, so hey, there's that.
1: It, our most athletic guys are tight ends. Who cares if they're converted punters? Slash... So- Running back yeah. Slash, who knows? Uh, <laughs> so we made we put Sheehan on the spot. How are you guys feeling about this game? Can we
0: can we table that for a second? Because I think we have a Twitter question that maybe we can come back to this from uh Eric Ozanic uh, that that kind of gets into three different scenarios and we can kind of answer it there. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I I I think on defense, we need to make Michigan win this game with their quarterback play. That's my other key to the game. If, if Cade McManera or, or JJ McCarthy has to win this game, then I think Michigan state did everything that it could do to win that, that game. Mm -hmm.
1: So, uh, anything else you guys, before we move on to the Twitter questions, I think that was one of our better previews. All right. We actually did a preview of like, of, of some kind of substance. Yeah. Maybe we just uh.
0: ditch Off Grand River.
1: <laughs> That's the key, That's the key. Uh, and just have a
0: guest to like really funnel the conversation every time. Um, <laughs> speaking and speaking of guests, yeah,
1: let's bring in all of our guests.
0: Yeah, all they of can't our friends read,
1: can't write community. Yeah,
0: all right. So, gentlemen, I want to lead here first with uh, with Nate C, um, whose uh, dear friends um, Army, you know. He's a sailor, but the army let up so many points. The Defense Department was concerned so many points to Wake Forest. Seventy four to fifty.
1: Hmm. Did you guys see that game? I did. I just oh, saw was that a, Wake Forest continued to be undefeated.
0: Yeah, it was embarrassing. But Nate C asked a question about uh, that. We have many a question about, uh, which is sort of you hate U of M. Why? And so Nate C first asks, "Do you have any friends who are U of M fans, and have you lost any friends over the rivalry?" But we have several other iterations of, "Do you hate U of M?" Uh, for instance, Ev Marie asks, "What's a reason you hate U of M?" Um, I think uh, Spartan eighteen seven seven zero asks, "What percentage of Michigan fan base are considered tools?" <laughs> uh, uh, the um. Uh, uh, Taylor Anderson, when did you realize you hated U of M? Uh, so we, we got some good prompts on this. And so I thought we could first answer Nate's question because he only asked the one. But also maybe we could t- each take a second to acknowledge what week it is and say not only how we feel about the university, but why we feel that way.
1: I mean to go from one hate week to the next is <laughs> is maybe too much for my little heart to take. But to, Nate, see, I'll answer your question first. Uh, do you have any friends who are U of M fans? Yes, uh, I have several that that are fans and or went to U of M. Um, have you lost any friends over the MSU U of M rivalry? Uh, not to my knowledge, but not for their lack of trying, I'll say, which is a little <laughs> bit of a uh, preview to the other. You know, hate-filled questions that we'll be answering. I mean, they've earned their reputation, in my experience. What about you guys, Plum?
2: Sorry, she had the squeaker, and I had to mute myself a moment ago. But that was neither here nor there because Quite it's right. off now. Um, yeah, my brother, my father. was <laughs> raised in a Michigan household, so no. Uh, those are just people. Well, those are the relationships I've lost over you amount. <laughs> <laughs> um. So no. I, yeah. I know. I've never lost any friends over the the rivalry. I I have not.
0: But but uh, yes. How do you, yes. How do you feel about them and why?
2: Yeah. That's so that was I wasn't sure if that was the second part. I I I generally find Michigan fans, and I know I just did this by like talking about the statistic thing. But Michigan fans, I feel like our football fans specifically are lost in the past. They have some delusion of grandeur, some reminder of better things that they're simply unwilling to part with. Um, you know, and I think it, it makes it difficult to talk to many Michigan fans because they have a, just an absurd sense of superiority and entitlement, which is not founded in anything. Um, their, you know, their leaders have been as problematic as any other schools' leaders their degree programs have had the same kind of academic issues that that every other division one program has had over over time um it it is a it's a great school there's no doubt about it there are other great schools uh, Michigan people just tend to just they can't help but just I don't know get off on themselves at how great this thing is that they made in their own image and it's just kind of it's just kind of obnoxious but other they're generally nice folks I mean a lot of the time
0: Something. uh see, I will say yes, and i while i've uh met one and not met the other uh we at least have a couple who are listeners of the pod that uh I would count as friends or near friends anyway and um and don't plan to change that uh but i have i have uh lost a friend over the rivalry even if they didn't particularly care about it um I will also say that I don't. <laughs> Uh, particularly care about sort of the goalpost moving that they'll do on like, are you good or not? Because they'll point to when they were beating up on like high school service academies back in the 1800s. Um, like that, that doesn't bother me. What I do genuinely find distasteful about them is the, the academic and economic superiority that they view Spartans with. And it's and it is a little ubiquitous on uh, amongst their fan base. Um the e- you can hear it spilling out even from those who I would count as friends. And and that really irks me. And one of the reasons that I don't care for the expression Walmart Wolverine um is because I I just I I don't care for people. Uh, th- there's like an economic entitlement that I just don't care for um, in this conversation. And and I hear it way too often out of their fan base. And so, um, yeah, that's why I don't particularly care for that, that program in Ann Arbor. So uh, we've got our hate week out of you, uh, out of us, so we can move on to uppers.
1: Uppers. <laughs> It'll come back. It'll come back.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. So-
1: Go ahead. Uh, so, Emory, you asked what's a reason you hate U of M. Uh, I would just add in uh, there's a great book called Arrogance and Scheming in the Big Ten. I plug it this year, every year, uh, about how U of M tried to keep MSU out of the Big Ten. It's a great read. If you just wanted institutional reasons to hate U of M, it's yep. chock chalk full of them. Chalk block. Um, um, the next her next question is Tuck going or Tuck staying. We kind of covered this, Mr. Sheehan. But guys, anything changed in the last week that you want to add? I I I texted
0: you guys this, and I, I would just say this. I think Nick Saban might view Michigan State as the school he would have preferred to have stayed at for a longer period of time.
1: He certainly did at first. There's the story that he Yeah. He called uh uh Jack Ebling crying, um, drunk from a bar or something like that in Baton Rouge, uh after he made made the switch um, and
0: reportedly he is he is deeply concerned about how you know it's not like actively haunting his memory but that like he he thinks that he's not viewed well down here up here and and whether that's true or not that it is true that he, not but the, the fact that he cares though i think is interesting and um so i would just say this that I think Nick Saban thought he was building something here and didn't get what he needed. I think Mel Tucker is someone who's driven by being successful and the money will work itself out if you're successful. So I don't know that he cares that much about, I mean, there's a point in which LSU could write a check that whatever, <laughs> but like, I think he cares more about the institution's decision to stand by him and his success. Mm-hmm than anything else. And we've talked about before on the pod that it seems like Tucker's got a plan and is executing on the plan. And, and so, you know,
1: I think he stays. Well, I mean, MSU already made a substantial investment in him when he was just a first year head coach. He's Uh,
0: the 15th highest paid coach in the country. Like he's, it's not bad.
1: Yeah. And they, my understanding is even though it is not fully funded yet, although it is mostly funded, ground is breaking on the new football facility at the end of the season. So there's investment being made in the program, even when that investment is bananas, because the existing football facility is fine, but whatever. yeah, That's college football. That's what we decided we love.
0: I, yeah, the, the facilities are more offensive to me than the coaching salaries. Yeah,
1: because it just seems like who does like truly who does this benefit? It it is just like,
0: could you imagine having a lease? But like, you know, in the the way people lease like luxury cars and then just upgrade luxury car after like, but like for housing, like it's so strange. I don't understand.
1: Yeah uh next up from evmarie how do you feel about the noon kick does your opinion change knowing seven of the last 10 msu home games have been at noon and only two of 10 u of m home games have been at noon excluding the COVID year see that's strange because i remember us starting with two night games so i i mean i don't know uh i don't love this noon kick i would strongly prefer 330 all of the time but any i mean i think this has been you anything you guys want to add no.
3: No. I don't care. I I don't care for it. But
1: no.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. same. Yep.
1: Uh good. thanks Emery, very good questions. Next up from the Ashes, Joe, uh Plum. What is your earliest memory of Michigan Ooh. versus
0: Michigan State? Good one for Plum. Oh.
2: Yeah, that is a good one. Um I mean, when I was a kid, I like a little kid in elementary school, I definitely rooted for Michigan. I mean, I remember watching when they, you know, won quote-unquote tied, won the national championship and what was that, 97 Michigan yeah. Um, watching that game, so, you know, I mean, we definitely were a big Michigan household, Um, I don't have distinct memories, but I remember our neighbor across the street was a big Michigan State fan, and always had Michigan State stuff, and just kind of being like, oh, this is a different thing, they root for, don't they root for our team too, and sort of having to be explained, but... It didn't really become meaningful to me until I went to state. Will
0: you ask your dad to listen to this
2: podcast? He does sometimes.
0: Oh, my my brother does. Ben Plum. Hi. (laughs) I hope your team loses. Uh, uh, All right. Next up from the Ashiest Joe. Let's assume Michigan beats. uh, All right. So Michigan beats Northwestern. Which schedule is more conducive to being ready? All caps for 1030. MSU having Indiana followed by the bye or Michigan's bye week followed by Northwestern.
1: I think you want the bye before the game personally. You take what you learned, the lessons from Indiana, you apply them over two weeks. I think, I think it's pretty good scheduling. Honestly,
0: (laughs) knowing, knowing what we know now, not what we thought before the season, this schedule literally could not have worked out better. Yeah, it it is not possible
1: as a team that's been screwed by the schedule several times over the last many years. This one, you can't (laughs) complain about it that much. It's been a nice slow ramp.
0: Yeah, it really has. Oh, man. Uh, All right. Last up from the Asheus Joe taking both football and basketball into account. Is there a better rivalry in college sports than Michigan versus Michigan State? Alex Blum.
2: Uh, there is not a better one. No, we are the best. Always the best.
1: And I, I would throw hockey into this as well. I know it's yeah. been a little lackluster of late, but I have gone to I mean, I went to several Michigan Michigan State games at the Joe. Um yep. I mean it's it is the best all sports uh you know rivalry that I'm aware of. Yeah. Honestly, I I
0: I wish that they like, I think they care in basketball and I think they care in hockey. They care in all of them. No, but I wish that they didn't not like pretend that they don't care in football because okay. just because I think it's a net positive for everybody. Like yes. from a, from a TV perspective, it's a net positive. Yeah,
1: Whatever. I'll take the chip in the meantime.
0: Yeah. All right. Next up. Oh, I meant to move. Uh, we're going to move on to John with no H Ebel Bob who asks what was more the amount of alcohol shots consumed pregame by can't recant right cast or walkers <laughs> rushing yards <laughs> john pregame or mid game right <laughs> because that was a painful game to watch are we talking last week because that's painful that was
2: painful bvv B- B- B painful almost as painful as us trying to say your last name
0: <laughs> how
1: do, how do you be de-bob? Uh, who's next? Next up from Spartan18770, 7, uh, Plum, number one. I like the numbering. Very, very uh, organized. Ma- very num- uh, ma- maple leaf. Very maple leaf. Uh, what percentage of the Michigan fan base are considered tools? Oh,
2: that is a high number. That, <laughs> that has to come in probably right around 71%.
0: Would you say it's 27 to 24%? Oh. or
1: I don't know how the math on that works, but sure. That's good. That's, That's good. good. Uh, Spartan18770 asked uh, Jonesy, um, when does Jay Johnson start the four receiver set against that pathetic Michigan burn unit they call a secondary?
0: Oof. So, great question. Because uh, Is this when Keon gets a little run? Maybe a little Montori Foster out there to to tag along. Um, But I think you're going to have a hard time convincing Jay Johnson that he shouldn't have Connor Hayward or Tyler Hunt out there because it solidifies that Ken Walker is. uh, Is a threat on the field. And so uh I, I don't know that he brings it out. I don't know that he needs to because we've been torching people all year. So uh Greg, this one is very much for you and we need to have a sidebar Ooh. Uh, here. But uh next Saturday for tailgating, should I start with the Johnny Walker double blend or the Glenn Livett 12? Greg, please educate the man.
1: Uh it's I mean, I would go with the Glenn. The Glenn twelve. Uh sir. But I but but uh, Glenn 12, I mean, we, I mean, it's, it's a nice, it's a fine scotch. It's nice to have a Glenn. But if you're spending that money, maybe we go. You know what? I, I appreciate it, Glenn. Love it 12. Let's do that. Um, I, next time, maybe we go with a fiddick. Maybe we go uh, somewhere else. Uh, we're we're Islay we're I like guys. Yeah, we like it a little bit peatier. I'm, for not, sure.
2: I'm not I please don't lump me into this I'm not an I like guy at all I'm a Highlander to be sure merely oh. uh smoke not Pete for the win but I'll just say I I cannot drink any brown uh liquor
0: before this game my anger
2: <laughs> honestly not...
0: I will pay money for you to get drunk on brown and just to mm-hmm. screenshot the group text to Twitter I mean you understand that we'd have to be winning by 36 points the
2: entire game to to for to, you to be mm-hmm. satiated yes to be for me to be like not like
0: fire and brimstone angry so nope uh good. but uh I will say if Spartan 18770 uh Grek and I had a chance to uh try uh the log of owen Offerman and if you get a chance to see if you get a chance for it it's good yeah uh, just give it a shot it is it is expensive but it is very i i would describe if you like scotch very worth the dollars
1: it's also twice as many dollars i think is the Glen 12
0: <laughs> <laughs> worth <laughs> it which worth by it. the way i think i found one other one in new jersey and i may be on my way to get it
1: make that drive, make that drive yes <laughs> all right uh i matterick uh not on scotch it's I think it's Matt Urk. Matt Irk, Or Matt or I don't Mata. know. Matt Urk. Matt Asks, guys, is it maize or just yellow? It's actually corn. It's blue and corn. Go blue, <laughs> go
2: corn,
0: they say.
3: They're on just the cobs.
1: cobs. <laughs> They're just cobs on the legs. Yep.
0: I, I do wish that they would lean into it and just instead of the Wolverines, it's just the cobs.
1: Speaking yep. of cobs and, and football pants, we... There are other uh, topics oh, that we have to discuss at some point.
0: Oh, are you going to have a drink and then really get into it?
1: Good There's God. going to be, dear listener, we have got to talk about football pants at some point.
0: Yeah, maybe here's what we should do. We should start,
1: a, <laughs> we should start a, an OnlyFans. Oh my God. We already have an OnlyFans. It's public. It's called college football, <laughs> college football pants, and uh, it's free of charge. Yeah, you just you just have to turn on Fox ABC and take a look because here's
0: what here's what we're gonna do. Woo. We're gonna we're gonna start a different podcast under a different name, and we're gonna have an hour-long conversation about college football
1: pants. It's gonna be called porn
0: and the equipment sores. or lack thereof that they wear. And I
1: just Next wanna up. be
2: clear. I just want to be clear that I'm the gay one. I want <laughs> everyone to just know that I'm the gay one and this isn't my segment. So <laughs> that's <laughs> just that, that dear listener tells you everything you know about the, the, gentleman, the two gentlemen's visages that grace
0: the, uh, the cover work. And,
2: and
1: I'm the gay <laughs> Sometimes you can't ignore it, man. Sometimes.
0: It's just right there. Like, right. Just right there. <laughs> All right. Next up, Taylor <laughs> Anderson. Uh, if Plum isn't busy with some fancy event, probably is. Uh, since he's in the Metro area, would he meet listeners for a beer during the game? Taylor, be careful what you ask for. Yeah. I mean, you want me to, you know, get a couple Lagovolans
2: in me and then call an, uh, an Uber because I could ruin some restaurants day or like, <laughs> damn quick Taylor. No, I have, I have plans sadly, but if I didn't, and, or we had made this plan earlier, I absolutely would have showed up. I, um, Oh, God. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of those games that I probably for my own sanity, I might want to get a dog sitter and just watch this thing by myself in the house. We'll see
0: (laughs) the dog sitters upstairs. You're in the basement. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Correct. Chained to a pole for your own safety. Uh, uh, All right. Taylor asks, when did you realize you hated U of M? Uh, Anyone got a quick, quick note on this, because I don't think it happened for me until college. Yeah, I agree. Uh, And then it came in (laughs) hard and quick.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's right. I, I didn't, I mean, I applied to Michigan. I got into Michigan. I remember talking to, uh, no, no, but this is my favorite thing. This was, this is literally what happened. The admissions person called and wanted, you know, to ask why I hadn't like sent in a deposit or whatever it was. And she's like, well, I'm going to have you talk to a current student. So this girl from the honors college calls or whatever at Michigan. And he starts asking why, you know, all like, what am I looking at? And I told her, well, you know, James Madison college, of Michigan state, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, Oh, We can just stop. I'm not going to convince you if that's where you're looking at. And, and then she proceeded to explain to me why Madison was better than Michigan. And that was it. That was like not even a question anymore. So anyway, my only point is I I haven't hated them for life. In fact, in some respects, I was more geared to going there and Michigan, I I really owe this, this young woman who called me a, a gratitude, a debt of gratitude for having pointed me in the right direction. And so to that point, I just say, you know, um, I didn't start hating them until I realized that Chad Henny rhymed with douchebag and that that had been right all along. That's fair. That's
0: fair. Yeah. Greg, you got anything to add here?
1: Uh, no, I'm with you. I, I didn't realize until, um, until I started talking to them when they were students.
0: Um, I'll just add specifically Hurricane Katrina is when it became clear to me.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, next up from Taylor Anderson, will any of the three hosts slash listener guests be at the game? <laughs> There's if, only one
0: listener guest, to be clear.
1: If so, when was your first uh, MSU U of M game you saw in person? At this time, I believe none of us are going to the game. Um,
0: oh, that's interesting.
2: What, really?
1: You horrible son of a guy, because... Oh, you
2: know what? We're going to take this offline. We'll take that it offline. For sure. We'll yep. take this
1: offline. You're going to get it. Uh, but, uh, guys, when was your first MSU U of M game?
0: Uh, when, when was it? I assumed you know the year, Greg.
1: I mean, uh, for me, yeah. it was 05.
0: Oh, yeah. then it's 05.
2: No, 04, yeah. you mean? It was 04. Oh, oh, yeah. Was that oh. was, that, was that at Michigan that 04? That was at Michigan, yeah. Okay, then it was 05. Very good.
1: That was the, the Braylon Edwards yep. uh, what, comeback what, year. Was
0: Stanton 06 then when he got hurt? And they Uh, cheered about it?
1: No, that was also the Braylon Edwards game. That was at Michigan Stadium. Uh, I was watching that one from a basement. That one sucked. Mm. Um, So I wasn't at that one. I was on the next one. Uh, David Jackson asks, when Michigan loses to MSU and Ohio State, how much pressure will the school be under to fire Harbaugh? I think he's kind of off the hook at this point, right? For the most part.
2: Well, the guy's making $33,000 a year coaching that football team.
0: So I don't (laughs) know how much lower they can go on this one. Uh, that's actually an interesting point you raised, Plum. I, I tend to believe that they don't let him go. I, but, I, Greg, I don't know that he's off the hook. Like, if you lose to MSU and Ohio State, I mean, what did we keep you around here for? Like, who did they beat? Who, who did they beat? Uh, Nebraska. They beat Nebraska. They- the East hasn't changed, and if they don't have a meaningful path forward, then I I don't know.
1: They were setting low expectations for this season. I mean, I don't think that I mean, just like we said. Well, we'll wait till we really get to Nick to
0: Kamansky's be, question. Yeah. Wait till we yes. get to Yes.
1: All right. There we go. There's our hate week. Uh, next up from David Jackson, Plum. Will Snow slash Dowell at Nickel or Henderson spend much time? much of their time close enough to the line to give what will look like a 4-3 look. Won't we need that versus their run
2: game? Everything you said is right. It's in fact so right that you're the better listener guest on this podcast than I will ever be because I recognize that those were words in the English language, um, but I, I really have to defer to one of the one of my co-hosts who, who understands anything about what a 4-3 look
0: is. David, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> I think snow or Dow will probably end up spending most of their time there because, uh, I mean, you, you could see Henderson there. I mean, they don't have enough of a threat on the outside for us to need a too high safety look like, but if you've got the nickel, you can, who can slot down and snow has been tackling so well in space that, uh, yes. I mean, but we've been doing that all year. That's half the reason that we've had been so effective against the run is because we've had essentially a four, three look most of the time. It's just from a bit of a pressed safety
1: slash nickel. So keep this thing going, Jonesy. Uh, David Jackson asks, does Halliday compare favorably to good Spartan linebackers of the past 20 years? I think it's
0: early to tell, but like, I mean, if he keeps, yeah, if he keeps progressing, dude's going to have a storied career. I, I mean, you know, that said this, this staff will recruit to, will recruit to have him lose his job. And I think everyone on this team knows that they're going to try and recruit behind you. And and so uh, you know, I assume anyone who's a holdover from D'Antonio is cool with that, like that they're going to earn their spot every year. But um Cal Hayday looks like a stud so far yeah. and and has all the makings of a storied MSU linebacker. Um John
1: Macwit uh, Macwit Uh, asks, what stupid motivational gimmick is Michigan going to try in the pregame this year? This is a reference to uh, having that horn and stabbing it in the turf slash getting in the way of the arms. uh, The guys walking across the field as they do before every game, arm and arm slash Devin Bush, uh, scraping up the Spartan helm, um, which they just get away with. Like if we haven't even talked about that, how the media just lets them get away with all of their ridiculousness yeah, it doesn't uh, call
0: them undisciplined
1: yeah like msu would not mm. msu you e- remember e- how much we were dealing with the flag plant at notre dame and like ten, yeah 10
0: years ago i think you would hear them utter some words that john beeline might have lost his job
1: for oh <laughs> oh oh uh plum what do you think what are they going to do this year what what ridiculousness are they going to pull out
2: Oh, they'll probably try to back the uh, bus up. On, no, actually, it's going to have something to do with the bus. My guess is that they have hired a helicopter escort, like a machine gun carrying helicopter escort <laughs> to accompany the bus all the way from Ann Arbor up to East Lansing. That's probably it. Yep.
0: There all there right. All right. Next up, Eric Ozan mm, Now we a moment. Ozanic. Eric, I'm sorry if I butcher your name. Uh all right, so you would ask for a prediction on this game and I think this is a great place to start with that conversation. If both teams play their worst, best and most medium, who wins? Please break down all three scenarios. <laughs> uh So, I'll start. Yeah. I think if both teams play their best, Michigan State wins. And here's my reason why on defense, that means we're blowing up their line, which means they're not able to do the thing that they need to do to win the game, which is run the ball on offense. That means that even if they're being that, that even if they're being effective on defense, I think we have too many difference makers at every stage of the field for, for them to shut it all down we have we have two great wide receivers a a very promising third and a Heisman candidate running back like i i just don't see them being able to shut it all down um so i think at at best um uh for both teams Michigan State wins the game
1: i'll take at worst uh so if both teams are playing their worst what's going to end up happening instead is the fans will get unruly in the in the stadium, and they'll just appoint one Michigan fan and one Michigan State fan to duke it out in the stands. And actually, uh, Fox will just switch the camera to that, and that boxing match will actually determine the outcome of the game. And the um, Michigan
0: fan will do surrender cobra,
1: yep, cobra. and uh, get knocked out. So mm. MSU will win. Um, Plumb that leaves mediumist for God. you.
2: This is the most difficult one, I think, frankly um yes. well and this is the cheap way out is I don't see the end of the most medium game because I've had a
0: coronary, and I'm dead <laughs> um, that's for sure that's definitely, and that's actually probably what's going to happen I, I let me let me let me break it down for you this let's say medium is uh is um one side plays well and one side doesn't, yeah, okay,
2: so in that case if our if our offense plays well. And their defense doesn't and their defense doesn't we win. If our defense breaks, we lose
0: the game. Yeah. I I think that makes, I think if we can't stop the run, that makes sense. I think that that is like, if you had to boil down key to the game, can we stop the run? And if the answer is yes, I do think we win because it it could turn into a rock fight. And I like a 20 to 15 score who knew that was a football score. Uh, And I think we win that game, but uh so you guys got a prediction?
1: Uh, I mean yeah,
2: I'm 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 going to because because you know what history repeats itself my friends it's going to be
0: 27-24. There we go. I
1: I'll say this. I think MSU's offense needs some big plays to win this game. If MSU's offense gets three big plays, I think they have a very high chance of winning the game, put it at like 80-90%. If MSU's offense doesn't uh, produce three big chunk plays, um, I'm going to give MSU a 40% chance of winning.
0: Um, and I will just, I I don't disagree with that analysis. Um, but I tend to believe that Michigan secondary is not better and their linebackers are mediocre at best. And so as much as they're going to dial in on Kenneth Walker, we're going to be able to I mean, we won last year with Rocky Lombardi and a true freshman wide receiver who will remain unnamed, um, and 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 torched them on the outside. So I, I have zero to reason to believe that between Jalen Naylor and Jaden Reed, that that we can't do that with an upgraded quarterback and the the looming threat of a Heisman candidate running back. So I, I think. I don't like predictions, but I think MSU wins this game. So, uh, great question, Eric, though. Uh, Next up, John Hubbard, uh, who I cut some questions from, but this was his best one. Uh, Am I alone in thinking the big B1G label slash acronym is asinine and nonsensical? Was the conference so desperate for an online rebranding that it decided writing the words big and 10 was too much? Now we have to talk about the big. Is it possible I'm an old man yelling at a cloud? Plum, this feels ripe for you.
2: Ooh, this is right. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Minute um, of hate.
0: Put him on the clock.
2: I Yeah, I love that question, John Hubbard. Also, John Hubbard, I just love you. You always ask the, the, the really good questions. Um ugh, 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 ugh. Uh. I don't have a great hot, I don't have a great angry take on this. It is well, stupid. It's really stupid, but I also kind of like
0: it.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, been around for like 10 years now, and it has not caught on. I don't know if you've noticed, but you have I to am, be a, but a in text text,
0: But we can text each other I and
2: know what time. we're saying. Yeah, I use it all the time. It is actually convenient to that. And I refer to it in my own head when I look at it as b one B. <laughs> and, and out loud so i mean i don't know if that's that's probably not ideal for branding but I, it is distinctive i the thing for me is and I, this is what i just think is stupid is that there aren't 10 teams anymore and i know you can't keep changing the name but i just that's that for me is the old man yelling at cloud is why wow, there's well, not
0: Paloma, 10 teams Plum, how do you feel about the big 10 logo back when it was 11 teams i and, like it and the, the 11 in, was hidden and the
2: 11 yeah, was built into the, the negative space great. yeah
0: that was great Yes.
2: Okay. So do you liked that
1: afford- better than the big than the B one G?
2: I just think that was at least clever because it was its own little cell phone. It was kind of like we got it. Ha ha. We're eleven. Ah,
1: but there's actually eleven no. now.
2: But now it's like, well, we have fourteen, and why the fuck wouldn't we have fourteen? Because Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. We might as well have twenty nine. Eh. <laughs> so if you're gonna do that, I the the label the B one G. Well, why the hell not? Nothing means anything
0: anymore. So go for it. Uh backpack. Uh. <laughs> All right. Next up is Nick Kamansky. Boo. Uh <laughs> would you rather have canine or the combination of H2, that's Hassan Haskins, and B2, Blake Corum? Nick. I'm gonna what? say trademark infringement infringement. Can't we can't write as our our brand. Yeah. Uh yeah, about. also I I think this is very clear, right? Yeah, that's not even a question. I've has anyone
2: seen the name Hassan Haskins or Blake Corum on the Heisman watch list? And if I have seen Michigan fans haven't.
1: try to put those names okay, <laughs> on those on those watch lists.
0: Yeah, it's it's an individual award, not a tandem. And also, uh, Kenneth Walker's done what those two have done in fewer carries. Yeah, it
1: it is I mean, it's fitting that two H two plus B two is far less than K9. Uh and the the stats bear that out. It's just math, you know.
0: Also, I, but I'm if, if this is a math joke that I'm not picking up on, that's fine. But but we but can't B2, read,
1: can't write, can't math.
0: B two, come on. All right, is this rise over run? Y no, equals no. mx plus b. Yep, yeah, gotta leave it. It's all uh, right. It's it's iggity. All right, next up, uh, what will it feel like to see Mike Hart on the Michigan sideline
1: during the game? Oh, I forgot he left Indiana. He's with Michigan now. I forgot about that. Hmm. Uh, well, he's recanted his statements, right? And he said publicly that he regrets the statements that he made.
0: Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't care. Um like, I, I don't care. I don't know that he'll if, if he's on the sideline, it's because Fox is trying to make it, it, it like if they shoot Hooray. to him, they're trying to make it a thing.
2: Well, they're going to have two hours of fucking TV timeout time to fill. So I imagine we're going to get a whole lot of backstory about how Mike Hart's doing, what his family's up to, what kind of car he drives now. So it'll be good.
0: Well, is, yeah. OK. Yes. Uh, All right. Uh, Next up from. Oh, this one's for me. All right,
2: great. Well, then next up from Nick Kamansky, Jonesy, do you remember <laughs> discussing Jim Harbaugh during your fantasy football draft and you gave him shite, Jonesy, for saying he is still a good coach You had one crap a year under strange circumstances? Uh,
0: So, first of all, uh, Nick, I actually think Greg ended up giving you more shit than me. Uh, Second, no one cares about our fantasy football league. Third, I'll stand
1: by, I don't think Jim Harbaugh's a good coach. Like. What has he done? I mean, he's a fine coach. He's not the savior yeah. that no, they no. expected. If,
0: if you are fine, if you are okay and comfortable with Kirk Ferentz levels of success.
1: Which, which some actually, programs should be. We, we which, will point out. Some but, programs should be. But you've though deluded Kirk Ferentz,
0: Kirk Ferentz has gone to a Big Ten championship and Jim Harbaugh has not. And the one year you have a shared title that you put inexplicably put in a trophy case is the year that he was playing with other and other coaches players. So, I mean, look, I, I, I enjoy this rivalry. It, it, it certainly like, you know, it means a lot to me, but he's not a good coach. He's or, fine. He's, he, he's, fine. he's, he's not fine. a great coach. Okay, fine. And, but also, uh, uh, yet, yeah. And I don't think that him being a bad, my, uh, my estimation of him as a coach has nothing to do with him being two and four and ducking out of games last year.
1: Mm, me. So. Oh, that was COVID, Jonesy. That was COVID.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, from one Michigan fan to another, CTNTC asks, uh, Jonesy, uh, he's trying to take us in a, in a direction that we, it, it, um, hmm. we decided no basketball, CT. Uh, what MSU basketball player is going to be the fan favorite by the end of the year? Mm. Think it with Gabe. Gabe. Yeah. It's all he's so affable. Yeah, a got guy. To be be I, I
0: hear he's uh I hear all business this year, but yeah. Uh, well, probably Gabe.
1: You we'll see. I don't, don't well, think it's probably going
0: it's actually I think it's gonna be uh 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 Jaden.
1: Mm. Uh and on the uh inverse of that, what MSU basketball player will be the most hated by opposing fan bases? Well I oh, think I no, think I was if it's meant to, to be hated by MSU fans, but it's opposing fan bases.
0: I I suspect that if uh, if they're still using racial slurs or, you know, uh, coded racial slurs anyway, uh, as an amplifier, that Illinois will still continue to hate Maddie Sissoko. So Hmm.
2: um, I bet it's Hogard. I heard that kid's going to have a breakout year. People are going to be pissed at him.
1: Uh, Garvard asks if you could flip the result of a single Paul Bunyan game. Which one do you?
0: I think 07 and uh, 05 were popular answers on this one, by the way.
1: Yeah, 05, is that the... The Stanton year? Yeah. Um, the one that comes immediately to mind to me is um, the the last year of... Uh, what's his name? Who was the coach again Michigan before? Oh, Lloyd Carr? Lloyd Carr. The last Lloyd Carr year. That one S- would have been nice to flip that one.
0: Is that... O- S-
1: no, no. that's oh five isn't it no that would have been oh nine i want to say um no that was the year that the that there was some tomfoolery and uh that was the year for me uh mike hart like picked up a ball that should have been blown dead or something like that and ran halfway down the field with it anyway plum anything that sticks out to you no i think those are good 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 examples uh to that yeah. end on a scale from one to ten how uneasy are you about the back half of msu schedule um jonesy you want to just do a quick prediction for the let's save this we let's save this let's yeah. save good, this question good question, we're gonna, good question. We're, good we're question. we've
2: kind of covered it i mean we kind of covered a little bit of it i think right
1: we're going to learn a lot about this team and we're yeah. going to be able to talk about this a lot more this time next week yes all right uh, so then his last question is his prop bet of the week. K-9's
2: rank amongst MSU players rushing yards in a single season and number of touchdown passes from Thorne against U of M. He sets the over-under at two and a half. As a reminder, because the hosts of this podcast continually get it wrong, we are to pick the over-under for each of the two bets against the number that he provides. He tries to find two stats with a similar over-under that are somewhat unrelated.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, uh,
0: Greg, you first.
1: Um... I'm going to go higher rank uh, yep. for, for Mr. Walker because he's just on such a roll right now. Um, and we play more games, so it makes it a little bit easier. And then I'm going to go the over on touchdown passes. I'm going to give Thorin three. What about you? How many did Rocky Lombardi have? Like 10, 15,
0: 1,000? <laughs> 1, 1,000. Oh, He must have only had three. Three plus, three plus two t- uh, field goals. Um.
1: Ooh. Uh. Yeah. Over. Over. Go. Same mom asks thank you garver that was very well done and thank you for coaching us idiots through that whole uh situation can't read can't write. it's our brainer yep promise to do uh, that uh, mom asks uh plum will msu start saturday's game with a touchdown on their first possession and then keep possession with an onside kick in the score field goal after maintaining possession with a <laughs> fake oh god.
0: is this from the lions
2: game no, that's, uh, I don't know. That would be great if that were all, no, that was not from the Lions game. Let's just be clear. The Lions don't score anything. Uh, don't
1: score the, they don't score
2: at all. They uh, don't score at all. No, that's not exactly what will happen. All those things will happen Well, the, to the degree. There are, uh, the first points that we will get you miss is going to be a safety. We're going to hold them into the end zone. and So yeah. the first two points we get will be a Michigan safety, and that will be a lot of fun. Then the rest of what you said will in fact come to pass. With one caveat that that first possession uh will be a flea flicker. Flea flicker. So hi ho with the DRL.
1: Next up from Mamopolief. Uh, what prize will Jonesy receive if MSU wins Saturday and the team is eight and zero as he predicted? Or uh was that Professor Plum's prediction? Um, say that really five times fast. We're not we gonna try not. that. Nope. Can't can't read. Um what do you Jonesy? What do you want? If uh I, I don't know who said this, but.
0: My folks will be here, uh, and uh, I expect my prize is just sleeping in. Wow! I just I want to okay. be
2: very hungover and just sleep in.
1: All right, Dad. We and and, and
2: it was my prediction. It was my prediction,
1: Susan. Yeah. I'm me. sorry,
0: you didn't. You missed that pod while you were on your walkabout in the oh. United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the case there's a loss, says my Maple Leaf. How many days will it take before you come up from the under the covers? And focus on a game plan for Purdue, and/or in case there's a win, how many weeks will it take before you stop talking trash about Ann Arbor? Huh. I I'm gonna I'm gonna rebound quickly, and then I will never stop talking trash about their school. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> like right. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> only I, I w- because well, and only because we're very, very, very um,
2: earnest in our own clear eyed frustrations at the, the, the downsides of the team has shown already. So I, 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 you know, my ire won't be at U of M if they beat us. My ire will be at our team for what we've done. So, I mean, I don't.
0: Yeah. How dare they change our expectations? (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's exactly right. They set us up for heartbreak. I blame them. Uh, Next up, Mr. Neurotic pants. Do you think no Tucker straight up told Rocky and the other disappointments to hit the road or was it mutual?
1: (laughs) It sounds like it wasn't always mutual, right? Wait, what have you heard? I mean, it, it sounds like there were some meetings. There were some uncomfortable discussions that were had with some of the guys. And we talked about this in the offseason, reading the tea leaves. Some guys were kind of told I they wouldn't bags. be playing football if they stayed at Michigan State, I believe. Yeah. Uh, And I think we talked about this and we decided we're comfortable with that being the direction that the program is going. Um, Yeah, I I don't think everyone was that way, but I think there were a few guys that were politely told they're welcome to stay at MSU, but not as football players.
0: Yeah, uh, and I, I assume at minimum he was told you will not take reps in practice and you will not play in the game not rocky specifically but people who were you know so like what's the point in having all of these obligations uh next up uh for mr Neurotic pants were you embarrassed when a drunken tom Izzo complained <laughs> about the disrespect of not broadcasting this week's football game what i don't know what this is about
1: i i think mr Neurotic pants there's a there's a blending of reality going on between uh the various tv shows that we've been discussing here on the program and what's happening in real life. And I got to say, I'm here for it. I'm here for it.
0: Plum this week on the show, the show, just the the show. show. Tom pretends to be a D three recruiters. Tom pretends to be D three recruiters reaching out to Steve. (laughs) (laughs) The the preseason pressure continues causing the coach to laugh for 15 minutes during an ESPN (laughs) radio interview. Later on, Izzo drunkenly tweets about the disrespect of not broadcasting this week's MSU
2: football game. There it is. (laughs) There it is. And when that happens, we will, in fact, be embarrassed about it. But only a little bit, because Tom hasn't made that many gaffes in his very storied career. So really, you know, he's allowed a few drunken mistakes. And why the hell can't he have a little tomfoolery with old Stevie get him to think that Albion College is reaching out for a, (laughs) you know, preferred walk-on spot?
0: uh and last up the upper deck jerk guy after u of m ann arbor and notre dame
1: who are our biggest rivals i mean wisconsin is yeah. the obvious choice right <sighs> yeah uh, but for a while really the, is that like, you're honest is that Ernest? 2010s it's it, at the end of our time in college and through the 2010s it's like also wisconsin say, was our biggest rival in a i lot resent
0: of ways. the way they play sports yeah like, and I resent the composition of their teams.
1: The biggest football <laughs> loss I've ever had right. is the first big 10 championship game. Yes. Against Wisconsin.
0: And that guy faked that. Mm.
1: I don't know. I
2: think Penn state, I love that. It's like a good storied, clean land grant tradition.
0: I, I yeah, but I, they're, they don't play basketball. Oh, well, they're bad at the basketball. Okay. And for, decades they've been bad at it
1: i mean I, honestly i think unofficially for a long period of time wisconsin was our true rival i put okay. Penn State that's, number. no
2: that's what about you're not even mentioning ohio
0: state i mean i don't what i mean i like penn state i like penn state on rivalry week i do i do i like a land grant trophy I think that, that abomination is beautiful but i'm with Greg on this one i think i think it's wisconsin
1: uh, Jonesy, upper desk, upper deck jerk guy asked, cause he, cause he does tend to, what do you think about Gabe Brown's media day interview? Embargoed until we discuss all of basketball. <laughs> we'll break up. what do you think about Gabe, upper deck jerk guy? We'll tell you next week. Uh,
0: cool. Tom had a hour long media availability. Yeah,
1: I... I have a flight tomorrow. I have it downloaded on my oh, good. iPad. Thank God. Because <laughs> that I might be else the to time when I actually sit down and watch that blasted thing. Because good God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but by all accounts, he's very excited about it. Max Christine. Can't contain his excitement.
1: And uh, Plum, Upper Deck Jerk Guy is coming for you. He asks, can I join the podcast again? My Russian hackers have ghosted me.
2: Yeah, you deserve to be on here more than I do, buddy. So let's have at it. <laughs> Come come through. Give me a week off.
1: This is before he knew that Sheehan was coming on too. By the way, like it's got that's got to really twist the knife.
0: Yes, eat it. Eat it. it. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. I actually think this has been a delightfully fun broadcast and uh, because broadcast that's the word. Yep. Um. But we head into Hate Week, and I'm feeling good, which means I'm scared. So I say that with a resounding go green and I'm ready to get
1: drunk on Saturday. Hi-oh, go white. It's going to be a great week. I'm hiding from plum. Go white.